Welcome to Time Out for Anesthesia. In these episodes, you'll hear a variety of experts discuss data, analytics, and strategies that can help you modernize and empower your anesthesia practice. We want this podcast to really benefit you, so if you have any questions or a specific topic you'd like Time Out to discuss, you can email us at timeout at grapheumhealth.com. Enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Time Out for Anesthesia. Uh, welcoming back a couple guests that we've had on previously. I'm um, really excited to have them, uh, Dr. Jeff Zavaleta and uh, Graphium Health's VP of Engineering, Matt Oldham, are both here. And today we're going to dive, we, we've spoken previously about advanced analytics kind of as a whole, and today we're going to drill in a little bit more. Of course, we have tons and tons of reports, uh, but there's one we just got done uh, at the ASA Advanced 2022 business event. And at that, at that event, when we were talking to people, this one report would come up and you could just see people's eyes light up. I think because this is kind of a report that not a lot of people can get their hands on. Um, and when we say, yeah, we're able to, we're able to offer that no problem. They just, they lean in and want to hear more. So we thought we'd do an episode on that and bring in uh, Dr. Zavaleta and Matt to talk about it. And that report is the OR utilization report. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that, but I'd like to start, uh, Dr. Zavaleta, welcome back. Um, I'd love for you, if you don't mind, just kind of give us a brief overview of what the OR utilization report is. And if you don't mind taking yourself off of mute. <laughs> Isn't that just classic of COVID and Zoom? Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you, man. So I am, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of our clients uh, have the same concerns, problems, requests, pain points, however you want to frame it. Uh, but we're all, um, believe it or not, regardless of the type of facility, your location, we're all dealing with uh, similar pressures, uh, similar needs. And one of the common, uh, you know, concerns or requests that come percolating up to the top is uh, we have surgeons that aren't using their available um, surgery blocks or uh, we have too many people sitting around at the end of the day. Uh, we just don't feel like we're being efficient with our staffing uh, and with OR need, right? So the, the, are the surgeons are, are posting time or have available time and are or are not using it. Um, and then with our staff, how do we overlay that with the staff that we have either on payroll or on the clock? How well are we using that at uh, later parts of the day or throughout any part of the day? Um, how well, uh, you know, how frequently do we need the overtime staff, et cetera? So these, these are questions we keep hearing. Um, some of those questions we can answer better than others. And, and the, the, gra the, the report that came out of this effort, uh, we call our uh, OR location utilization or heat map uh, utilization. And basically we look at each 30 minute interval throughout every weekday um, of a given month. And we'll look at a quarter at a time. So three months in a row uh, for every 30 minutes through that 24 hour block, how many actual OR sites are being used? Um, and that's it. And then we put it on a heat map so you can very easily look at what does it look like at seven o'clock and seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, how do things ramp up? And then towards the end of the day, um, how are we, how are we unwinding this? What does it look like at three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock? What does it look like overnight? 
um, a lot of really neat visualizations and questions you can get answered in a very quick way uh, once the data is, is serviced and visualized. Okay, so um, fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, Matt Oldham, thanks for being here too. Uh, I want to move over to you and just ask, when we talk about OR utilization reports, what kind of what pieces of data are we gathering from the anesthesia record to create this? Yeah, uh, happy to be back, Dave. Um, yeah, ironically, this is this report is it's one of our most complex. As I mean, you'll, I think that'll become clear as, as Jeff shows you, kind of what some of the visual, visualizations look like and some of the calculations that go into that report. But the the irony is that we only really need a couple of pieces of data. We need to know the date of service for the case or the time period we're looking at or the date of service range. Um, and the anesthesia started in. That's really all we need to calculate this report. We don't even need to know which OR locations are in use, just how many cases are happening at each time of the day. So date of service, anesthesia started, anesthesia in is really all you need uh, for a given facility and you can and you can calculate the things that we're gonna look at today. I think that you bring up a point that blows my mind every time um, is how, how much we can get out of just a few pieces of data, um, how, how valuable each individual piece of data becomes and what kind of um, not just reports, but also visualizations we can, uh, we can give our clients. Um, speaking of visualizations, Jeff, I think you actually have with you a visualization to share with us today uh, about OR utilization. Um, can you show us the dashboard and walk us through this report? Yeah, we'll pull it up here. So this okay. is this is a look at the different dashboards that we have, over a dozen of different um, questions that you're trying to answer from quality to efficiency. We have this, this scorecard we call location utilization scorecard. And if uh, you open that up, um, this is this is what you will see. Uh, <clears throat> kind of give you an overview. It's and, and again, we're only we're, we're not we're only looking at the anesthesia start and end times for a given you know facility for a data service. Um, we can't answer every question you want about your operations, but it does provide some really interesting um, information to to noodle on, to think about, to bring up to decision makers um, that. Uh, may have a different opinion. So this makes uh, me, Jeff, this makes me feel like I'm plugged into the matrix. Just this, <laughs> this, this graph here. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's so much to it. Just from immediate view, it's like, whoa, what is all this? Yeah. So, so let me, let me just get from a high level and then we can kind of deep, you know, yeah. take a deeper dive. So Perfect. here you'll see these color charts. These are heat maps. Um, and there are three of them. So this top one uh, is for month one. And then you come down and here you have month two and then you have month three uh, and then towards the bottom, you have two more graphs, an area chart and a bar chart. We're going to get into those a little bit later. Uh, but these three heat maps, you just represent one month uh, that's, you know, under consideration uh, at a time. Um, with all of these reports, you know, we have these drop down filters where you can select any date range. You can set whatever month you want to select. You can aggregate the facilities together if you want to. Right now, we're just looking at a demo data set uh, that's called Graphium Medical Center. Um, we're intentionally <clears throat> excluding weekends, so we're only going to look at, at specific weekdays. And you can look at individual surgeons or anesthesiologists uh, or CRNAs, but right now we're just aggregating uh, the entire facility or group of facilities um, and looking at one month at a time uh, for three different months. 
If you look at one month graph here, you'll see the Y, the X axis here are actually days of the week, right? So we're starting on July 1st. Um, and then as you scroll to the right, it's going to take you all the way to July 30th and it skips the weekends. And then on the Y axis, here you can see it starts at midnight and it goes till you know 12:30 and then 1 a.m., 1:30, etc. And it goes all the way throughout the 24-hour time period uh, down to 11:30. And for each one of these blocks, uh, we are going to calculate uh, how many locations are you using uh, in that 30 30-minute block, and you <clears throat> you. Uh, assign a value, at, right? And then you can color code that so that you, when you look at this, you're right, it does look uh, maybe confusing at first or intimidating, um, but you know, the colors will tell you where the hot zones are and uh, where are you peeking oh, out, Awesome, right? Um, what does seven o'clock look like in the morning uh, or 7.30, what are your on-time starts? Not on-time starts, I'm sorry. How many locations are you running, you know, right off the bat? Uh, what does 7.30 look like versus eight o'clock? And then people have kind of, everybody is a little bit different. Some people have different surgery, surgeon blocks that start after lunch, right? So you have the one o'clock blocks. Um, how well are those being used? Um, and then, you know, when things start winding down at the surgery center or at the hospital at three o'clock or at five o'clock, how quickly are things coming down um, versus, you know, what your expectation is. If you're, if you're paying folks to sit around for eight hours, but all the surgeries are done by 11 a.m., obviously you're going to have a lot of um, inefficient uh, kind of resource uh, that's available, but not being utilized or generating uh, any revenue. So that kind of gives you uh, an idea of these, these heat maps up top. You know, keep in mind, this is all random, randomly generated data. So it doesn't quite make sense. Like why would you be running, you know, four locations at one thirty in the morning um, here on July 13th? I get it. Um, but when you actually have real data, you'll see that depending on your call team, you usually have one or two locations running in the middle of the night. And then down here in this, this uh, row about 7 a.m. or 7.30 is where things start to tick up. And things tend to be most busy between 7 and 1 uh, for the OR. So how do you start? Well, how do you end? And dummy data or not, I can tell my eyes are instantly drawn to the hotter, hotter parts of the map, right? There's a number six right. right there that's just jumping out at me immediately. Right. That seems to be... Right. That seems to be the intended effect. Yeah, what, what happens, what we have found is depending on the kind of contract that you have with your facility, um, you may, for example, be contracted to have six FTEs on staff at any given time. And so you'll look at this and you'll say, wait a second, there's only one 30-minute block. Well, here's a couple more, two, three, four. There are only four 30-minute blocks across the entire month of July in which I'm actually using all six of my FTEs, right? So why is that? Is that needed? Maybe you're contracted for eight FTEs. And here you can see, wait, I'm only using six. What are those other two doing? Maybe one's for breaks and one's for lunches. You know, it just kind of colors in that information about how, how well are we actually using everything. You can quickly jump down to, you know, month number two of, of whatever quarter you're looking at and say, man, there's only looks like we only peaked at five and, you know, maybe, maybe August is one of your busiest times of the year and you're still only peaking at five locations. Uh, do you really need to have seven FTEs under contract for that facility? Somebody might be overpaying for inefficient, you know, uh, you, you know, inefficient, uh, you know, use of uh, a limited resource, which is, you know, people and their time. Got it.
That was really incredible. I love the way I love the way I can instantly look at it. At first, it seemed like a big mess. And now I'm seeing I can instantly jump into this and within seconds evaluate our efficiencies. Yeah. And I'll, I'll show you another way to visualize it. Right. So a heat map um, gives you kind of a sense of, quote, raw data where you can look at, uh, you know, hundreds of these 30 minute blocks very quickly. Um, but still, people had more questions, and it kind of brings us to these graphs at the bottom. Um, this first one um, takes a little bit to wrap your head around. Um, let me spend a, just a couple of minutes talking about it. We titled it Max Locations Per Hour of the Day. And what this does is it's looking at, again, three months worth of data, so October, November, December. Uh, let's just take out October, November. We'll just look at one month. So this is just for the month of December. And what you're looking at on the, on the x-axis here is, again, every 30-minute block. The difference here is you're saying for every 30-minute block, I want you to show me what is the max locations that I used at that time period. So what was the worst-case scenario for a given month at 7.30, which is usually the busiest time, right? That's when everybody wants to cut. So we need to have everybody you know, on staff uh, ready to open up rooms. And so um, you know, starting here... Um, at seven o'clock, you'll see our peak was uh, five. And so the most the, the most number of locations we used during that 7 a.m., 7.30, uh, uh, 30 minute block was five locations. Um, and then you can see, you know, obviously, again, this is dummy data. So the fact that you're running four locations, you know, at 12, one o'clock in the morning doesn't make sense. But normally with real data, this graph would be pretty low, maybe at one or at zero up until 7 a.m. And then you'd have a nice bump up to your max locations, right? And then you would drop back down once you hit three, five o'clock, six o'clock, whenever it is that you're expecting to, to bring down your ORs and let go of your nursing staff um, um, and any anesthesia team staff, then you'll see this, you know, hopefully take a pretty steep, steep drop. Uh, what you don't want to see is high peaks and troughs. And when you have high peaks and troughs, that means we're using a lot of people, um, you know, in high, we have high volatility, so to speak, where uh, we have the need for five people and then it immediately goes away and then it comes back and then it goes away and then it comes back. <clears throat> it's, it indicates that you're not using your surgery block times efficiently, but rather I need peak uh, availability uh, at 7.30 and then I need a peak availability at 10 and then I need peak availability at three. Well, it's really hard to keep people you know, staffed. It increases your subsidies um, with, with things like that. Um, because you're, you're, you have people sitting around, you know, at the end of the day, they're not going to be able to generate enough, enough units or enough minutes, uh, because there simply aren't cases being posted, being posted efficiently. So that's this max locations, uh, per hour of day, you know, for every 30 minutes of the day across that entire month, what was the most locations I needed at 9am at 930 at 10am at 1030, et cetera, you know, all through the day. So you can get an idea of how well are we actually using what we're budgeted to be using. And then another, another kind of uh, visualization of the same data set, and I know it gets a little confusing, but it's, it's still the anesthesia start stop time, the facility and the data service. With that data, we get this last graph here, which we call frequency of max locations per month. <clears throat> this is really probably where the rubber meets the road. And it's worth, it's worth getting into the weeds to understand what this means. And what we're doing here is, again, looking across three months. Uh, here we're looking at October, November, December. And we are aggregating, counting up, summing the total number of 30-minute blocks needed um, for 
each uh, of those locations. For example, <clears throat> here you'll see um, across this uh, three-month period, we only needed uh, seven. We, we needed seven locations for only one 30-minute block, and that was in the in the month of November. So there was, if you look at three months worth of data, there was just one time that you ever needed seven people and it was for one 30 minute block. So at this hospital, if you're contracted for at seven FTEs or maybe eight FTEs so that you have one person available to get breaks, um, you're saying you're, you're clearly not using everybody, right? You only needed one person seven times. I'm sorry, you only needed seven people one time. If you go down to six, you only needed six people for two different 30 minute blocks, right? So here you could take this data to your surgeons or, or you know, to your, your hospital administration. You say, hey, look, I think we can come down to five FTEs and you'll only have to say no to the surgeons on three different occasions across a three month period. And that, that equals real dollars, right? That equals uh, salaries, um, uh, depending on you know, uh, how many numbers we're talking, you know, what kind of numbers we're talking about here, it equals real dollars. And it allows the administration to understand you are paying X number of dollars so that you can you don't have to say no three times out of the year. There's a lot of double negatives. Maybe another way to say it is um, if, if I reduce my number of locations by two, so I'm only going to be contracted for five FTEs, then I'm only going to have upset surgeons for three times over a three-month period. And it's only going to last for 30 minutes. Like these are short little blocks. And so um, it gives support and, um, you know, evidence or data to the perception that, man, we have a lot of people sitting around after one o'clock um, or on the mornings on Thursdays, you know, so we can filter this graph to look at specific days as well. Um, to get a better understanding is, is my perception really in line with reality and the numbers? And maybe there's a way that we could improve our partnership with the hospital, bring them a better, um, you know, value uh, for, for what they're paying for, because they may be overpaying for things that, that, they're, that they're just not using. So it doesn't mean you have to reduce the number of FTEs. It just means it gives you uh, an evidence and data of how well are you, are you using this? Ideally, you would have this max all the way across and then drop off, right? Right at, uh, right at seven and you're always using seven. That, that never happens. Really what you wanna see, uh, what you don't wanna see is this long tail where you're only using five locations you know, for five times out of the quarter. You're only using six locations, two times out of the quarter. You're only using seven locations, one time block out of the quarter. I mean, what if there was an eight out here and there was one? I mean, now you're looking at a lot of potential money you could save because you're way overstaffed for that facility. You're, you're only using all of your staff a very few limited number of times. So hopefully that makes sense. We got a lot of questions about it, but you know, again, I think it's it tells a really compelling story if you understand the question that you're trying to ask. Oh yeah, I think, first of all, I think the reports are beautiful and extremely to me, especially someone who's not a data specialist or anything like that, so easy to understand um, and to make sense of. But I also just think they offer so much of an advantage to the anesthesia team who can now go to hospitals and actually prove their value through the data that they're taking in on the record, maybe like never before. And that, that feels like something that's not happened a lot, especially if you're on a paper record and not 
aggregating this data at all. Well, um, yeah, 100%. And, and Hey, everyone, David here. We are going to wrap that conversation up here and do part two in our next episode. So make sure you follow up there.